Alrighty then, welcome to the Shower Thoughts with Will and Case podcast. Uh, I hate the way that's worded. I'm gonna fix that. Uh, so, so, what's going on, Willie? It's been uh, a little while. It's been one week since you looked at me. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. No, it's uh, you know, been a chill week for the most part. Okay. A good week. Okay, that's good. Any business? Um, like work-related business or like? Yeah, yeah, work-related. Oh yeah, it's actually picking up a little bit. Oh really? Yeah, we've been running uh specials and stuff, and it's been working out. Okay. Uh oh, I freaked out this week. Oh, that's cool. At work, yeah, yeah. Very out of character. Had to put some people in their place. Yeah, pretty much. Well, you got to. <laughs> Gotta set that example every now and then. Right? Yeah, the joys of management. I quit. I'm done. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but other than that, solid week. Okay. All right, cool. I have not been at work because. <laughs> oh my god. When did that happen? Uh. Wow, it's been that long already. Like the. Twenty-fourth, I got my wisdom teeth removed. Yeah, it was. It was twenty-fourth, and then Saturday I got sick as shit. What do I mean sick as shit? Like I didn't feel better. I didn't start feeling like there would be like maybe the next Thursday and Friday morning I felt okay in the morning, but not enough to like be a productive member of society. Like I didn't fully get over it until the eighth day. Damn. Yeah, so it was like Sunday uh, where I was able to actually do things. And I mean, I'd get up and... So in the mornings, I'd feel okay. I'd get up and kind of wander around, maybe straighten up a couple things or whatever. But then I'd be right back in bed. Like, I was down and out. And I thought for sure it was COVID. So I went and had the test done. And uh, it actually came back negative. Um, Oh, well, I mean, that's great. That's a good thing. Yeah, it's good. But I felt like I was going to die. I'm like, this is COVID. This is what they're talking about. Because this <laughs> sucks. Like, it was it was brutal, my dude. It's the sickest I have I can remember being. I'm talking like wow. 100. Well, it was over 101. Because one time we tested, it was 101. And then when my fever broke, I just woke up in a pool of sweat. Like, soaked through all the sheets and everything I was, I was wearing. I, I mean, like, drenched. Uh, just so going through chills and sweats and I mean, it was full on, but have you, have you taken a COVID test? Do you know how they do that? They stick a big old swab, like deep into your nose, don't they? Deep into your nose, dude. So it's thin. It's like thinner than a Q-tip or whatever, but it's got this long pointy end. So I, I did the CVS thing. You pull up and they're like, okay. And they're like wiping and spraying everything and giving you this bag and explaining what you're going to do. And, and they're like, you're going to take this and you're going to stick it up your nose. I'm like, all right, I can do that. And she's like, there's this little marker. She's like, that's how far you have to go for, for it to be fully inserted. And I'm looking at this thing and I'm like... Holy shit. Like, I don't like things on my nose at all. I could never uh, do cocaine because I, I just I don't like things up my nose. Um, I, I'm telling you, three to four inches, that 
you have to shove this thing up your nose. And I have to do it myself because I'm in the drive-thru. It's like a, you know, it's a self-administered thing. So, like, you shove it in maybe like an inch and a half or two and it starts to feel it's uncomfortable. And then you have to keep going. And you can't not do it. Like, you got to do it. So you got to shove this thing into your brain and then you got to wiggle it around. And then she says, I'm going to count to 15. What? So she's counting to 15. I Tears are streaming down my face. At, like, it was the most uncomfortable thing I, I can remember doing in a long time. And, and then she says, okay, pull it out. And she says, now put it in your other nostril. No! <laughs> you have to do it again. You're like, oh, you're pulling it out. You're like, oh, thank God that's done. She's like, yeah, no, put it in the other one now. Oh, yes. Yes, like... And and again, and the, all you can do is stick it up and just jam it up in there and just hope that you don't puncture something in your brain you need for cognitive function. Like, it was the worst. I don't know if I would do that again or take, just take the sickness. You know, it's like a toss up there because it was that horrible. It yeah. Might have been better if somebody was doing it for me, but doing it yourself really blew. Right. Right, it's like, here, amputate your own leg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to need you to stitch that up yourself. Yeah, if I get sick, I don't know, man. I don't... I might just be like, I'm just going to stay at home for a week or two. Well, exactly. And that's why I took off work, because not only did I not know the results of the test, but... So then you have to wait three days after your symptoms subside before you are no longer contagious. So I'm like, man, even if I get the results Monday, you know, if it is positive, uh, I couldn't even go back to work till like, you know, Thursday or something or Friday at the, at the earliest. Right. I, I mean, and if I got better by then, so I'm like, <sighs> fucking blue. I, I don't know. But you know, it's negative. Return to work next week. Yeah, yeah. At least it was negative, but I almost feel robbed. Like, uh, I, <laughs> I know, know what you mean. Yeah, like it would have all been justified. Oh, yep, I had the COVID. It was terrible, and I don't recommend it for anybody. No, but instead, I was just sick as shit, and, and yeah. that's all there was to it. Like, that's. I mean, enough. but yeah, you were sick as shit. So either way, you had to take the time out. I mean, maybe not this whole week, but like. Right, right. You know. Yeah. But, um, Go ahead. Now you can still get, you can like finish up the weekend stuff done. Exactly. And since I've been better, I've been busy as hell. I I just finished replacing the uh, evaporator core in Amber's Cadillac. Oh, I saw the your Instagram stories of that. Dude. It was, it was like ripped out. I was like, what the... Dude, it was the entire dash. It took me 18 hours. Jesus. 18 hours between, um, uh, what are, what's today? Wednesday? Yeah, so Monday and Tuesday I worked on it like as long as I could. It was like seven or eight hours a day, and then, then I finished up today. Um... It was insane. And I don't even know if it's going to fix the AC. So I got to take it to the AC guy now and get him to vacuum down the system and fill it with new Freon and hope it doesn't leak. 
and hope the 18 hours wasn't just wasted. Dude, I will set that mother mother on fire. I... I, and I will not pull that dash out again. I told Amber, I'm like, if it doesn't work, I don't know, trade it in, take it to the dealership, whatever. Well, <laughs> the reason I did it was because I had put die in the system and I had checked for, for the leaks and I couldn't find the leaks anywhere. So I'm like, shoot, it must be in the evaporator core. That's the only other part that's not accounted for. We took it to the shop up the road and they said, yeah, it was in the evaporator core. So, and luckily when I pulled it off, I was still able to detect the dye that I'd put in the system on the evaporator core. So I know for sure that that was the leak, but they're like, we don't change those or we won't do that. You have to take it somewhere else. And they know they knew they absolutely <laughs> knew. And we call the dealership and the dealerships like, yeah, uh, about $1,600 plus tax. And I'm like, <laughs> 1600 bucks. I mean, and we were going to do it, but I'm like, well, I'm feeling better and I'm off this week anyway. I'll just, I'll do it. Like, I know I can do it. I just didn't have the time before. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of like building an automatic transmission or rebuilding one. I did it once and I'll never do it again. Um, unless somebody has a gun to my head, I guess. Because it's a nightmare. Fucking looked like it, dude. It was insane. But the car cranks up. Everything's fine. Blah, blah, blah. I just got to get some Freon in the system, and I'll probably do that tomorrow morning. Oh, I have a follow-up with my oral surgeon about my wisdom teeth, and then probably from there I'll go get some Freon put in and see if my all of my effort was in vain. <laughs> so. I, I doubt it. I'm sure. That, well, I mean, just the fact that you took it apart and put it together and it still works, that's a success in itself. Yeah. At least for me, if, if I was doing it, that would be, for me, that would be a success in itself. <laughs> Yeah, it is, and I only had like eight or ten screws left over, so it's pretty cool. <laughs> so, That's uh, it? Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, wow, man. I'm pretty happy, actually. I'm sure those aren't important. No, nah, no, nah, weight savings. Race car, bro. Oh, wow. dude, you're right. You just <laughs> cut weight down. That's <laughs> what so a buddy of mine said, like, just strip it and race it. Like, I'm like, ah, it's, I mean, not a terrible You don't need idea. AC in a racing car. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just like my Jeez. Nissan. Actually, that's what I was doing up until you were ready to record, was uh, putting the engine back together on the Nissan. I mean, I've been doing that for a few months, or well, month and a half, two months now. But now it's like, now it's getting real. Like, I bolted, uh, well, actually, Austin and I bolted the head on Sunday, and today I'm like, putting the cams back in, putting the valve cover back on, bolting the alternator, like, stupid stuff. Like, all the little piddly things now now it's like now it's a full engine it's 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 getting real hell so, yeah oh i can't wait and that's yeah, another well, one I of those that. yeah but that's another one of those if it doesn't you know if it doesn't work i'm gonna burn that motherfucker to the ground too so <laughs> all gotta, this time for nothing oh man i got so <sighs> many hours in it it's crazy but that brings me to that brings me to the the one of the points I wanted to uh, talk about on today's podcast, um, mm-hmm. after that rambling segue into this, uh, we were talking the other day uh, when it was Austin Kennedy, and we were talking about like, what would you do if you didn't need money? Oh right, yeah, and I mean, I guess I kind of thought of this before, but thinking about actually listening to the podcast later. 
it kind of really started to sink in a little bit. And there's no, I have no answer for this. It's just, it's just a subject for discussion because because <laughs> I, I kind of <laughs> like the the idea of it. I just don't know if it's possible. So we were talking about what we do, and like you would train, you martial arts shooting, you would, you know, you would. Do like that's what makes you happy. That's what you want to do. If you didn't need to work, that's what you would be doing. Right. And for me, I'd be working on cars. Like I'd be building cafe racers and drift cars and and uh, and traveling. Um, like those are my like that's what I want to do. Oh, yeah, and I, and I do a lot of other stuff, skating and shit like that, that I really enjoy. But I would do that stuff too. But the main things I would do, I would have a shop and. You know, because you can't just travel forever. Like, I, I get to where, like, okay, cool, I'm ready to go home, regroup, and and uh, then go on another adventure. And I want to play with my toys. I want to work on my cars and stuff like that. So, so instead of, like, working towards the goal of being able to do those things, why can't it be the other way around? Why can't it be... I'm going to skip the trying to bust my ass and make enough money to then be able to do this like I don't know when I retire or some bullshit like that like why I'm trying to start thinking of it, thinking of it as I'm going to do this these things I want to do and find a way to make money doing them right like I'm trying to think of it the other way around and I mean I guess I'm already sort of on that path because I'm putting stock in YouTube in my travel vlogs and my car building videos and those are going to make me money. I mean, it might not be much now, but maybe in the future it will. Like, you know, there's people that, that train and do shooting in martial arts and they have either, well, YouTube channels or they have, you know, training programs that they're doing online or or they actually do they have training with people. Or, classes, yeah. right. Right, like there's there's ways to to shortcut. Well, and not shortcut, but but if you're passionate about something, I, nowadays I think you can make a living off whatever, like anything. Either whether it's like a YouTube channel or some other platform like that, a Patreon mm -hmm. or something like that. Like if you're passionate about collecting stamps. There's a market for people who also are passionate about collecting stamps, and they might want to see, you know, exactly. see your content. Yeah. So I, right now, I was actually I was thinking about the same thing too. Um, I'm gonna set up a little, because uh, like I I said like guns and martial arts and stuff like that because I mean I enjoy that stuff, mm -hmm. but I also enjoy you know just like you a billion other things. Right. So like. Very shortly, I, I'm going to start, I'm going to set up a little, uh, probably within the year, like a little studio and start streaming oh. a couple, time, couple times a week, probably after work. So it's not going to be peak times, but it's it's going to be at least something in that direction. You know what I'm saying? Oh, word, word. And you're talking video games, right? Oh yeah, video games for sure. But like Twitch has like the IRL stuff. Um yeah. Which is sometimes the biggest channel on there, like the are the biggest category on there. So yeah. you could like you could even do 
if you're like working on your car, you could stream working on the uh, Nissan. You can, you oh, know, that's an interesting stream, idea. Stream all that, and then people will join in, watch, and you can just interact with them. Oh, what while a you're doing idea. that thing. I, because there's, I I don't actually watch Twitch. You're talking about Twitch, right? Yep, talk about Twitch. I don't actually watch Twitch that often, but I know some of the people that I follow and other various social medias, they do, like some guy in Japan who does car stuff, he streams on Twitch pretty regularly. Like, they use that as their preferred platform for streaming, but but rightfully so, because I think it's more easily monetizable compared to things like Instagram or YouTube or whatever. Like, there, there's no direct monetization aspect like Twitch, where people can donate, people can use their 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 Prime, whatever the hell it is. Yeah, their um, subscription. They can subscribe subscription, to you. Yes. They, get, they give you money monthly. They can you donate. You still can get ad revenue on your channel. You can get sponsored. Oh, really? I feel like, I feel like Twitch is a better platform for that. I don't know, though. I don't know shit. This is from what I, uh, what I've gathered or what I've seen. Like, I feel like YouTube takes, it takes a while before you actually start to make, make, a, like, pay your bills with it. You know what I mean? It takes oh, a long time. Of course. That's with, and that's with anything. Uh, I feel like Twitch is more accessible to people. You know what I mean? Right. It's easy right. to use for, for both the, for when you're watching it and for like setting up your own channel on there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's actually really cool. Uh, and again, the internet is my, my negative part. I can't stream fast enough. Like if I were out in the shop, I get terrible signal out there. There's no way I could stream anything, but, but, uh, that, you know, that, that's an aspect of, of internet monetization that I'd never thought about, especially the IRL stuff. Um, cause, Man, and I would love to like stream games like we used to do and just get drunk and tell dick jokes, but uh gotta get this Hell internet yeah. thing <laughs> right. This internet thing is killing me. Right. I I I'm I don't know what options you've explored. Uh but I know like you can I mean you got the five G stuff out right now. Hmm. Is that in so our I'm, area? Uh believe it's like wherever you get signal like you can get like a adapter for your computer uh, okay. so it's like wireless beamed it in because it's weird like if i'm in the office i get okay cell signal in the window but only in the window and if i'm out at the shop if i'm in the shop terrible signal if and if i step out the door it gets a little better but it's still not as great as like the front yard or something it, i it's just it pisses me off it's spotty. It's yeah, so spotty, and nothing's consistent. Um, I don't know. Just makes me want to kill myself. But <laughs> don't worry. One day you live in a uh, urban environment. Twenty first century. That, 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 that yeah, that area will be uh, updated to the twenty first century. Right. I guarantee the people across the street, the big, uh, the big fancy houses right across the street, the new development. Hundred uh -huh. percent, they've got fast internet. Like I would bet money. Oh no doubt, they got fast ass internet, and that pisses me. But off. since 
all your infrastructure is already established, it's gonna yeah, they're gonna not they're gonna be like, yeah, we're not going out there, <laughs> right? Because there's like eight houses on the damn road. Like, why are they gonna? Th that's not cost effective for them to go digging lines uh, to offer internet. Because what if what if half of them don't? You know, oh, we're fine with what we have. You know what I mean? Like, right? It's just you. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's just me. And I'm like, please take my money, dear God. But you know, they're looking at dollars and cents, and and where the most, where the greatest congestion of people that could potentially buy internet from them are, because it's a business. They don't care about my my livelihood and my happiness, because they're assholes. So, <sighs> bunch of jerks. Bunch of jerks. <laughs> but that is what I'm trying to sort of change not change i guess i'm not really doing anything different i just know that i've kind of like seen my end game well if that's my end right. game then just keep doing that and keep trying to make money doing it and eventually right. the ends mindset. will meet yeah yeah changing my mindset i'm not changing what i'm doing just just how i'm thinking about it um which i think is indirectly going to change what you're doing yes yes <laughs> you know what i mean yep but it's just going to happen in a more organic way than like a conscious effort to be like, all right, I'm going to do this and this. Yeah. It'll start to happen kind of naturally because it's, it's the driving, driving factor. Yep. I hope so. I hope so. Cause I mean, you know, everybody of course just, oh, I want to travel and make a living. Like, I, you know, of course everybody wants to do that, but it's, it's doing it. And like, you won't, you got to take that risk because if you don't take the risk, it doesn't. It, there, there's a zero per chance of it happening. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So if you don't pursue it at all, it won't happen. If you fucking go for it, there's a chance that it might happen, or you just keep doing it till it succeeds. Right. And I, I think uh, I, I actually reminds me. I had like there was a really cliche thing, like <sighs> a cliche quote that came up, and I was like, you know what? I it's cliche, but it's still like it resounds with me. And it's fortune favors the bold, right? Yes. So like, I just that applies right here. Go for it, and then the success will come with it. Right. I agree with that, and, and I do think. I mean, I have. I feel like I have sacrificed in ways that other people probably wouldn't be willing to because like uh, my choice of profession is choosing my free time over making a lot of money like i could work all the time and make a lot more money than i do now but then i wouldn't have the time to pursue the things i love rather they are things like like youtube or rather they're just things for my own mental health um, right. Um, I mean, I don't have the choice uh, <laughs> with, with what I work, but like, I definitely don't live to work. You know what I mean? I don't live for my job. I it's quite it's the opposite. I work to live. Right, right. I work to fuel my. I mean, because I got to pay the bills and feed this little guy. But <laughs> right, who sounds hungry? He's definitely not. He just had a nanner. He had a cinnamon roll. He's got some milk. <laughs> got to unplug my computer. <laughs> oh, good. 
But yeah, like, ugh. my job is just to fuel everything outside of work. <laughs> yeah, and that's the way I've always looked at it, too. But then at the same time, I'm trying to look at it the other way around. Like, I'm, I'm trying to, like, now what I do as a job, I want to become, like, it's a sliding scale for me. Like, pretty much 95% of, of the income I bring in is from my job. And 5% of it is other things like like uh, YouTube and stocks or whatever, you know, uh, mm-hmm. things like that. Where am I making money from? Oh, oh <laughs> there was something else, but I'm uh, something else I'm working on. Besides point. Uh, uh, only fans heard. Uh, <laughs> uh, you found it already? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> but I think as time goes on, that scale will shift. And then one day it'll be like, you know, 80% job and 20% of these, these other things I like to do. And eventually, if I keep pushing, that will flip the whole other direction. And I'll be like, I don't, well, I don't really need to do this regular job anymore. I just need to focus on these other outlets. Yeah. I mean, that's the goal. And it could take, it could take 15 years. But people put freaking 40 years into a job and... You know what I mean? Like, why can't I put 20 years into this, into into what I love doing anyway, and end up making money off of it? Right, and then I think just being consistent about it is, it's it's almost like a a sure deal. Eventually, because over those years, you get better at, you know, producing your content. Right. Over the years, people continue to watch you. So I feel like it just compounds on each other. I, I definitely want to to focus on video is like my main thing I do. I definitely want to start focusing on producing higher quality videos. Like I watch a lot of people and I'm like, man, their videos are amazing. And but they look at it in a different way that like I'm just filming what I'm doing. They're looking at it as they are making a film. And so I definitely want to increase that quality, the video quality aspect. Right. And because it could lead into things like videos for other people or photography for other people or, you know, various ways to, to again, make money. But it's just I'm trying to treat it as a discipline and as a study. And the better I get at it, the more it'll be kind of recognized and somebody will be like, hey, you think you could shoot pictures of this whatever or video of this whatever yeah like almost like a production company uh, production company video. absolutely i've i've started to i went back through a lot of my photography um which is not i don't know not was not all of it was shot with like really great equipment, but I've started to upload some of my pictures to like stock photography sites, like Shutterstock and uh, uh, what's the other one? Adobe Stock or whatever places where people with memberships or people can buy the rights to the picture and use it for their commercial aspects or whatever. But you can you can upload these photos and assuming they're accepted, which is actually a lot more difficult than I realized it would be. Uh, you can end up selling your pictures um, that you just have laying around on your hard drive. 
I've never even heard about that. Yeah, I didn't, just, that, I didn't even know that was a thing. Total aspect that I had no idea about. Like some people will go out and shoot stock photography, and it's like somebody will be like, "I'm doing a construction ad, and I need somebody in a hard hat with a clipboard looking at something," you know, and then they'll like search for it, and they find the perfect one, and and they buy it. And it's not expensive to buy, but that stuff adds up over time. Um, right. And all it has to do, again, it's just residual income. All it has to do is get uploaded to the site and sit there. If it makes money, it makes money. It's not making shit sitting on my hard drive, but if it's sitting on that website, there's a potential for somebody to buy it. Right. Like, you just put just putting the worm out in the ocean. That's right. That's right. Just dangling my worm out there, hoping something puts it in its mouth. Just, you know, just waiting for that worm to do its job. <laughs> the little tiny... I'm just kidding. <laughs> really, Goodness. son? Those are some lungs on you, boy. Yeah, he's got Those some pipes. Those are some lungs. You could be a singer? Yeah. <laughs> well, there's no money in that, so you're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, Eric. I'm just kidding. Uh, but anyway, uh, single dad life. <laughs> single dad life. What a weird change in events right. in my recent history. Right. Uh, quite the interesting month you've had. No doubt. Shit feels like a soap opera. I still wake up and I'm like, bro. <laughs> Like, what that... happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's um, yeah, that's pretty wild. <laughs> Ain't gonna there's lie. Two, there's two ways I can go about this story. <laughs> <laughs> I can go short, or I can go long. <laughs> that's up to you, my man. Uh, how about a little bit of both? Okay. All right. So this past year. I've had this little guy was born, this big ball of awesome, <laughs> and uh, you know things were going. I've been with my high school sweetheart for it's gonna be third. It would have been thirteen years in December. Uh, married for would have been yeah would have been married for three <laughs> uh, in October. Uh, so I mean we've always been close, but we've been together since we pretty much hit puberty. <laughs> uh, that that's it that's an important uh detail you know we've, sure. we've only been with each other sure so you know everything's going awesome uh <laughs> we really wanted you to have this guy so he gets you know born and stuff <laughs> and things and then things start to change a little bit between her and i uh, I mean, she's a little bit more distant with me. I I change zero uh, percent, <laughs> other than like giving things up for you know more responsibility, like giving up like you know just time, I guess, just to be uh, a responsible human being, as one does when they have a child. Sure, but giving up time in what aspect? Oh, like uh, just like uh, playing less video games. My workouts are a little bit shorter. Okay, I'm right, not, right, right. Know, I'm not hanging out with friends all the time anymore. Right. Stuff like that. So, but she's 
it's like uh, it's on and off. It's like uh, you know, sometimes I'll come home and be like, "Hey, what's going on?" And I'll just kind of get you know, like that one word text response. <laughs> uh, right. But like in person, I'm like, "Oh, okay." I mean, and she just had a child, so I'm not thinking anything of it. I'm like, you know, postpartum stuff like that. No of big course. deal. Things will pass as always. I'm just gonna keep doing, you know, keep keep on trucking. It'll pass. Right. I'm, I'm just here for her for whatever she needs. So, and then like a few weeks later, like we're go like it's like back to normal. Everything's fine. You know, I come home. She's like, "Hey, what's up? Let's watch a movie. We're watching like a marathon of Harry Potter. You know, all that <laughs> stuff. We, like stuff we used to do." Right. And then, then two weeks later, it's like, uh, same thing. It's on and off, on and off for pretty much the whole year. And then it got really bad. Like, uh, <laughs> I know this is a sad part. He unplugged my mic. Uh, mm-hmm. So he, uh, so it gets really bad. And we're like, I'm like, hey, like, what's going on you know this this is uh some weird this is the first time so there's like two of these incidents it gets weird i'm like i wake up one morning i'm like what's going on you've been super distant i feel more like a uh, a little brother right now like I've, i don't know really like, like married and she's like ah oh, don't worry like um you know just pretty much don't worry about it like just everything's fine. I'm going through some stuff. I'm like, okay, cool. Fast forward probably like a month, July 4th. Uh, so that's recent, actually almost a month ago, like almost exactly a month ago. Right. And things get weird again. And I'm like, listen, the day before I called her, like when I went to work and I was like, Hey, you need to tell me what's going on. Like, I'm like really anxious. I, I'm kind of scared right now. And she's like, listen, I'm not good with confrontation. I can't talk to you. So I had a terrible day at work because that's that's all I could think about. Oh, of course. So the next day, I'm like, "Listen, uh, I need a we need to talk. Like, I can't I can't keep doing this every day. I'm living in like the unknown and anxiety." And she's like, "Pretty much the same thing. I'm not going to conversation. But like, well, I'm not going to work until you we talk." <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, "Oh," so I kind of had to force it out. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the gist of it was that she, you know, she didn't have the same feelings like she did, and it was because, well, actually, that detail didn't come out yet. She pretty much said she wasn't in love with me that day, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna go cry for a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So I did that, and like the whole day, then then that morning, so like three a.m. is like you would usually usually when she gets up, gets up for work, we talk before she went to work. Oh, jeez, and she was just like explain more of that like pretty much the past year she's kind of realizing that she's more into women okay, which right. was, you know the bomb bombshell that right. like, <laughs> <laughs> no it was the bomb no it was you know bombshell i was like okay but things started to click and it, and kind of made sense right right she felt kind of trapped you know and that caused resentment because she felt like she was stuck in this relationship where she wasn't, she didn't have the feelings she thought she had. And she's never experienced like 
I think throughout the year she met she was talking to somebody who did you know who was into women and she mm-hmm. was kind of figuring out that that's actually more her. So she kind of found out more about herself. It's just weird that it happened after we had a child. Yeah, and but, I mean that probably might have had a small part to do with it. I mean, right? It might have been a factor. Like she realized, oh, being being this like a uh, cookie cutter, you know, mother isn't actually what something that she wanted. Which right. is what what she would communicate before that she, that's exactly what she wanted. That that she, you know she wanted like four kids and this and that. Watch her. I guess after having him. She realized that she, that's actually not the life she wants, well, which I respect. Well, yes, I mean, and people are entitled to change their mind, and, and and there's a lot of social pressure, which you've said before. Yeah, yeah. She, I mean, the fact that she was with her high school sweetheart and married and getting married to him and all that, even if it wasn't like out there, like people were like, "Hey, you need to marry this man." Uh, yeah, there's definitely that. That expectation, like we've been together this long, so I guess we should get married. Right, right. Which is not how I was thinking about it, but uh, that's that might have. I think that's how she was feeling from what she's explained to me. Yeah, I mean, I I've seen that or, or heard of that more than once from from people I know, girls I know that they don't like. Why? Why is that expected? Like, it's such a you know, what if you don't want to have kids and or, or even get married or or whatever? It's it doesn't have to life doesn't have to be that way. Right, yeah. I mean it's it should go whatever way you would want it to go, you know what I mean? Like just Yeah. The, the path is, there's no one way to go through life. Like there's no one path that is the right path. There's a bunch of right paths. Right, right. Amber's uh, great aunt, um, Carol, she like, she never got married, never had kids, but she enjoyed her life. Like, that's exactly what she wanted to do. She traveled a lot. She did cruises and vacations and that, that's exactly what she wanted to do. And, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure she got shit for it. Like, oh, aren't you having kids? Why aren't you settling down? Why aren't you? Like, Why? Like she enjoyed her life, she did what she wanted to do, and and that's it. And she's she's now since passed. But so, why is it looked negatively upon that she did exactly what what she wanted? Now there are some people that that is what they want. They want to get married, have kids, and blah blah blah. And and that's fine too. But just don't like don't make other people feel bad about their right. choices. I mean, that's with anything, politics, religion, any like, like your choice is your choice and there's nothing wrong with that. But don't be like, oh, why do you believe that? Why did you vote for that person? Why do you like, you're wrong for thinking that? Like, why are people such assholes? Right. Just allow people to pursue their happiness. Exactly. Just just let it happen. And, And that, I mean, that's, and I understand that. And like, she... Um, my son's mom, that's who I'm referring to, the the fact that she was finally honest with herself and and me has put us both on a path of, like, back to pursuing the, you know, pursuing our happiness. 
and what and what a lot of people don't understand like we're on really good terms we're still like buds and and, and it's more like that like that's the relationship now we're like more like like me and you like we're just you know besides the butt stuff um well i mean of course <laughs> but, but like we're really close we both care about this kid more than anything right, right. uh so his he's not going to be affected at all i won't like she doesn't plan like we're it's very civil we're both on the same page i respect her decision she's the happiest i've seen her in forever okay i mean uh, and i'm able to pursue someone who's actually gonna reciprocate my affection sure absolutely so it's it, it, yeah, it's a weird situation but it's literally probably for the best i mean no, it not probably. It is the best for the both of us because right. if she, she would just feel trapped, and then I'd be stuck in a relationship where I wasn't appreciated. Right, and life is too damn short for that. Too damn short. But the the problem we're running into now is people not understanding the situation. It's like, what do you mean? Uh, pretty like mostly like judging her for the decision she made which is uh, really unfair with the decision she made to like separate or to to pursue women i i think to separate okay but what they're not understanding is that was literally just a prison sentence <laughs> <laughs> hey yeah st stay in the relationship for the sake of staying in the relationship because you have a child right we still have a relationship it's just not that kind it's for me it's more like brother sister familial yeah yeah uh, which is good i mean that's if y'all can both be on that level and not hate each other's guts that's that's really awesome yeah it's and i don't know i've it's a good change that's a change it's not a <laughs> it's not an ideal change but it's a good change <laughs> yeah but there i mean of course there's like a negative connotation that comes with People, you know, people separating and kids being in broken homes. I mean, geez, I've been through it. I did it to my kids. Like, it's, you know, it's not. I've been, yeah, I've been through it twice. <laughs> right. <laughs> it, uh, oh, shit, I guess I, yeah. Well, anyway, you know, there is a negative connotation that goes with that. But, uh, but a lot of that stems from uh, religious aspects and, and, you know, you're supposed to stay together and blah 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 till death do you part and all that. But you, I don't, I. You got. You have to be happy, and if something you are doing or somebody else is or isn't doing is affecting your happiness or your pursuit of life, liberty, and happy, whatever that saying is, <laughs> like. Yeah. Like, is it worth it because you think you're doing what you're supposed to do to be miserable? And, you know, and it's not like, like, all right, I'm a good person, so I'm just going to keep doing this thing because I should. And then, well, 30 years of that, you're not going to be a good person anymore. You're, you're going to be a different person. Like, yeah, you're going to be disgruntled and die young. <laughs> right. So... I don't see the value in that. Yeah. I mean, and I don't, 
see, like, you know, my kids once me and my ex separated, like, the time that I got with my kids was way better. And, like, and, and I'm not a kid person. Like, I don't, I don't like kids. <laughs> so, <laughs> so me being, yeah, disgruntled and, and unhappy all the time was definitely not a good situation. So, at least now, I'm a happy person. Um, right. And I think, and a lot of times, the, the separation isn't on good terms. And then, like, the one, one side will try to, like, fight the other side. And, like, you'll never see your kids again. Yes. And then that's, I think that's where, like, all the negative stuff comes from. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. If both parents are trying to be in their lives, both parents should be in their lives because it's statistically proven that a, two parents is better for the child. For Even sure. if it's, I mean... For sure, regardless of their, you know, it doesn't matter about their interaction together. It just matters that they're interacting with the child. Right. Yeah, but, uh, shit, that's life. I don't know. Yeah, that's just life, man. You keep on trucking. <laughs> man. Quite the, um, I don't know. <laughs> Quite the story. Quite the story. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I, just, I like wake up sometimes and I'm just like, I for, like, I, I don't forget, but like, it's just I have to remind myself, like, oh, the, things are not the way they used to be. Yeah, like was that? Because I mean, after you know, literally half my life. Yeah, after a dream or like just a half my life of just you know, being in the same situ same situation. It's like uh it's habit forming, you know what I mean? Oh, of course. So like wake up and like there's nobody there, just me and my boy. Or I'm going to sleep and there's nobody there, it's me and my boy. Yeah. Yeah. It took, it took uh... some getting used to. I was not this chill about it the whole time. <laughs> oh no. And, that, and how could yeah, you that, be? That first week I was breaking down consistently. <laughs> well, at least once a day. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then that, the key was just talking to her about it and getting the answers that I needed. So I can, getting that closure that I needed so I can close that book and start uh, moving on myself. Absolutely. And that, you know, that annoys me. Yeah, granted, there's been times I don't want to talk about something, but I might just not have it figured out in my head either. Um, but people that don't have the maturity to be able to talk through something or just avoid negative situations like that bugs me like everything is better when it's faced like just just yeah. say it just get it let's get it out and see where the chips fall you know right and i i think that stems from like the fear of uh just not knowing what's going to happen after you say whatever you is on your chest, but it needs to come out. <laughs> yeah, would you rather the burden of that, like being unsaid? Like, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, well, I'm gonna actually probably gonna end the podcast a little early today. I still got some uh, uh stuff to wrap up. Amber's home now, and gonna go to the gym and. 
stuff like that, but... Heck yeah. No, I, I feel you. I gotta run around today as well. Word, word. Um, so, yeah, I guess maybe we could just end it there, keep it short and sweet. Um, yeah. But uh, I do have another point that will... It's less... Um, oh, what's the word? Impactual? That's not the word, but it's it's less <laughs> exciting than pursuing our dreams and and things like that. Understood. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, good show today. Yes, lots, of, uh, lots of uh, revelations. We're just growing, man. We're just growing. We Same, keep going. Man. That's right. We're just pushing through. <laughs> just trying to uh, get through this life uh, one one day at a time. So. Well, this has been another Shower Thoughts with Will and Case. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. And can I go on record saying this is probably the most, and probably will be the most sober podcast that um, we have ever recorded. Uh, <laughs> Just wait till I don't have my kid. Yeah, right. We're one of these podcasts. Right, right. <laughs> Actually, you should just come over here and we'll just get fucking plastered. Yes, and, sir. Uh, <laughs> but either way it works, as long as we're drunk. Uh, anything else to add there, Willie? Um, I love you all. Oh, my sweet guy. I feel the love, too. <laughs> <laughs> all right, my man. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.